Welcome to OpenBox. OpenBox aims at bringing easier understanding for open problems so that we can find solutions for such problems. For this purpose, I'm interviewing researchers, practitioners who have published works on open problems in the areas of AI, ML, and associated domains. All these learnings are collected and published in form of a podcast. My name is Sundar. I'm an ethics and risk professional and AI ethics researcher. I'm the host of the pro- this podcast. Ideas emerge when curiosity meets clarity. Here we go with open box to bring clarity to those curious minds looking to solve real world problems. The project is done in collaboration with For Humanity. For Humanity is a 501 nonprofit focused on minimizing downside risks of AI and autonomous systems. For Humanity develops audit criteria for audit of independent independent audit of AI systems. To know more, visit forhumanity.center. Today we have with us Eric. Eric is a research engineer at Facebook AI Research. He is interested in questions around conversational AI, how to make it better, how to evaluate it, and he's also interested in questions of bias in language models. Welcome again. We are speaking with Eric Smith. He is part of Facebook AI Research, and we are speaking about one of his papers on human evaluation of conversational AI, specifically on open domain conversations. Here, in the first part, he discussed about some of the specific issues. If you have not listened to the first part, I suggest you go back and then listen to the first part before coming to the second part. In the first part, he's covering aspect relating to human evaluation of conversational AI and the challenges associated with that evaluation. He speaks about how diversity matters, how awareness of context matters, and how people's bias can have an influence and create ethical issues in conversational AI. This is still an open problem, and he's wanting to see more people who can pick up these threads and then contribute in this particular space. And that's one of the things that he's urging as part of this whole process. Now we are in our second part. In the second part, we're going to be discussing about a couple of other points that are covered as part of this paper. So Eric, let's move on to discuss more about some of the other things that you've spoken with regard to the methods of testing and also the scales and then evaluation aspects relating to the human evaluation. Yeah, absolutely. So in this paper, we investigate a couple of different ways to annotate conversation from our bots. We look at specifically two different axes along which you can change how annotations are done. And those two axes are comparing two models at the same time, two conversational models versus just looking at one model. That's one axis. And then the other axis is rating the performance of the model after every response that it says in a conversation versus at the end of the response. And if you'd like, I can go into the kind of the pros and cons of each, but that's basically the overview of the paper is like comparing how the how the evaluation techniques differ in their pros and cons along each of those axes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so oh. So, yeah, so, go ahead. So the, the core of the point is uh, the open issues that are then, of course, methodologies will have a number of pros and cons, but what's the critical point that you're bringing on the paper is that uh, there are open issues in applying any of those methods. And I, I would be glad to hear about that. 
Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the issues that we find is that if you compare to, if you have an evaluation technique where you compare the performance of two different bots uh, to each other, like you read one conversation, you read another conversation, and you say, okay, I think that model A does better than model B. That's great, and you get a good comparison of those two models that you know, is, is kind of like a direct comparison. It's able to like complete, it's able to directly pit one against each other. So you get a very good sense of which one is better, but it's not a scalable solution because now if you have to test 10 models and you want to rank them in order of best to worst, you're going to have to do a lot of pairwise comparisons. So maybe they're just evaluating one model at a time is better. Another kind of limitation of certain techniques versus others is that if you, if you measure the performance of a chatbot at the end of a conversation that you have with it, you're losing all the information about how the chatbot did in every single response. So you might want to test after every single response, you may want to ask the human annotator, okay, how did the bot do in this response? Is this a good response? Is this a bad response? And then see how it changes, see how it changes at the beginning of the conversation versus at the end of the conversation, or maybe whether it talks about one thing better than another thing, you know, you're like you, you having more information can be better, but of course, then you might be losing the, the forest for the trees or, you know, like you, 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 if you go too in the weeds and evaluate too often, then a human might not, the human entity may not be able to stay, step back uh, well enough and say, oh yeah, actually this is what I liked about the bot overall. So when evaluating how bots operate, when evaluating how good they are at communicating, you need to think about the, the, the right level of specificity that you want and whether you're trying to get like a, a global analysis of how well the bot does versus a specific analysis. There are lots of things to keep in mind. And I think the thing you want to test the bot on determines the kind of method that you need to use to test the bot. Yeah. So this, this brings in two different interesting questions. One is in terms of model consistency. Is these conversational AI bots may, may be consistent or may not be consistent. It depends on how they're trained and how they're treated, depending on the context also, right? Second is about the thresholds or measures that are provided for evaluation itself, right? These the these two are two different things. Again, when whether you apply a model-to-model -model comparison or when you're evaluating one model at a time, in both circumstances, these two pieces play a significant role. Would you want to add some perspectives around these two pieces? Yeah, that's a good question. So the subtle details of the methodology really do matter. You know, if, if, you, if you read over the paper, you get the sense that, oh, there are a couple of different techniques and it's just about, you know, looking at single model, single models at a time versus pairs of models or evaluating after every conversation turn versus at the end. But there's a, there are a lot of methodological details that get swept under the rug when you, when you think about this. For instance, one of the things that we look at in the paper as well is what question we ask the human annotators in order to say which model is better. Better is an overloaded term. Better can mean a lot of things. So you can ask about whether the bot is more human than another bot. You can ask whether it's more interesting. You can ask whether it's more engaging. You can ask whether it's factually correct, whether it's knowledgeable, whether it's personable, whether it's it's nice, right? Like all of these things are things that will probably give you different answers about how one bot does relative to another bot. All of these things need to be taken into account. If you are asking human annotators to rate the performance of a bot, oftentimes, in, before the human annotators get a chance to rate the bot, you might ask questions to assess whether the annotators understand what is being asked in the task. And the questions that you ask to assess that can also 
can also create the impression in the annotator's mind of what you want to ask. So like that can also skew the results as well. So I mean, I guess that's how experimental science works, that all of the, met all of the methodological details play some role in the results that you get. And you need to be very mindful of all of them in order to kind of get a sense of exactly what it is that you're measuring. Yeah, that, that also ties into another interesting dimension to look at is that uh, I was reading in one of the papers, which is speaking about safety issues in MF. It actually speaks about language models and in specific, it says that in language models contact these, these chatbots, conversational AI, communicate with authenticity, uh, but they are not necessarily truthful about what they're communicating. And that requires an understanding. If a human evaluator is evaluating it, that requires an understanding of knowing what is truthful, what is not truthful. Right now, truthfulness in that context could be extremely subjective and judgmental. So in real life scenario, practically, right? In, in test scenarios, it may be possible to classify them as what is truthful, what is not. What do you think about these issues? Are, are these also a kind of reflection that you're bringing in as part of your paper in that context? Yeah, that's a really, really great question. So we don't touch upon the truthfulness issue too much in our paper, but in general, like in the in in the literature, there's a lot of discussion about this recently about like the the idea that if you this is one of those really fraught ethical issues where like there is the massive potential with chatbots to ask a chatbot something like, "Hey, I have these symptoms. Like, what? What? Like, how? Like." am I sick? Should I see a doctor? And then the bot says something. And because the bot is, you know, a bot that received a lot of press, it's a, it's, it's a bot that you've heard a lot about. You assume that the answer that it gives and that it gives confidently is going to be true. But of course that there's no, there's no reason that that could be the case. The bot may be confidently wrong. And in fact, we do see that in many cases that just because a bot has learned how to imitate the style of response of advice from being trained on lots of data, what it says, may not at all be truthful. And, and so there are a lot of dangerous issues that we have to sort through in order to make sure that there is not the potential for bots to be misused in this fashion or for it to, for it to kind of create the impression that it is more authoritative or capable even than it actually is. Yeah, these, again, these are very much open questions and, and a lot more Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This this also reminds me of how the generation that we are in, we're relying more on Wikipedia as it is truthful, and then subsequently realizing even Wikipedia could be gamed, right? It's 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 not to say that something is good or bad. It's just to say that it influences um, your your decision per se. I, I just want to ask one more thought in the, in the flow of thought that you were actually speaking about. Sometimes when evaluations are done, they will be given a scale or a metric for them to measure. And these metrics could be very, very important in seeing the overall performance or evaluation of that particular board. How do you deal with that? What kind of open issues that are there in this space? Yeah, that so that touches upon the fact that sometimes scales that you use to gauge performance can be arbitrary, right? So in the literature, we often use Likert scales, which is like, okay, how good is this bot? How good is this feature of a bot on a scale of one to five? One is bad, five is good, five is the best, one is the worst. 
you know, but then it's not clear what, what three means, what two means, what 2.5 means. And each person is going to interpret that differently. And if you are comparing one bot to another and you have a pool, like one pool of workers rate the first bot, one pool of workers rate the second bot, the first pool might, you know, tend to view a two as meaning something different than the second pool. But there's a lot of arbitrariness in that. So I think concretization of metrics is really important. Otherwise, you know, otherwise you're comparing like a, a vague quantity to a vague quantity. Yeah, and when we're speaking about concretization of metrics, it's not just about concretization of metrics for one domain and one set of bot. It needs to be consistent across bots also. So people are going to be comparing a bot from company A and a bot from company B without knowing how they were evaluated. And these are not going to come in as disclosures so very soon for people to be able to understand and evaluate them. That brings in a very different governance kind of issues around such such bots, such apps as the case may be. That's the point that I, I was trying to gain more understanding uh, on. This brings me to another factor which I thought could be relevant to understand better is that there could be instances of communication where at a normative level, the bot may understand it in a certain way. The annotator may understand it in a certain way and in reality it may be in a certain way so for example if you actually speak about sarcasm yeah so somebody conversing if you and me are conversing right there's every possibility there's a sarcasm that comes in right as humans we understand sarcasm to a certain extent sometimes we may not but the point is that's clearly an element of sarcasm right bots may or may not understand them and they may react differently and the human annotators may have different response or reflection of the same thing so that basically means that the evaluation context is so very dynamic and complex to be able to structure them holistically so every evaluation that comes through is going to be only pieces of the puzzle not the whole puzzle together is that is that the right way to put across Oh, that's a great question. I don't, I mean, I think maybe just having a diversity of ratings will help you with that. You know, if you, because the implication is that if, if the model, if the model is somehow being our sarcastic, if the model is somehow being sarcastic, however you define that and human annotator A does not notice that. If it is true that the bot is being sarcastic, that should be detectable by someone. And so maybe it's just about having enough annotators to annotate to be like, yes, that is sarcastic or that is sarcastic given certain contexts or something like that. I mean, I, I think there is a myopia that you can have as a researcher when just thinking, oh, well, we got a couple of people to rate it. We, we got like a little bit of information and then we understand the whole space of how it might be interpreted. But yeah, there's there's it, it's very important to make sure that you have a comprehensiveness to understand it. How is it going to come across in a lot of different contexts? And and be and be aware that like it's 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 okay to have it's okay to have proxies. It's okay to have you know it's 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 sometimes necessary to have a small sample of annotators annotate how well your model is doing, but that's still just a representative sample. It represents. It's not the whole space, and it's important to be humble about these kinds of things that. We never have the whole picture. Absolutely. So this is so fascinating to learn more about something that is 
used felt on a day-to-day basis like a conversational chatbot it's it's so uh, very enriching for me to be having this conversation with you eric and i'm glad that you're able to get on this conversation and then share a lot of these insights i'm sure the listeners would have had a lot of insights around the current open issues and also some of the ethical implications that we are speaking about in terms of governance bias and practical issues relating to diversity in this whole space uh, i wanted to thank you for joining this session and sharing your insights in these two podcasts i look forward to talking to you again it's great collaborating with you thanks a ton thanks so much this has been really fun and it's but thanks for the really interesting questions and the really interesting discussion this, this is this has been great and i yeah I, i look forward to to talking with you more about this in the future perfect thank you